Hello, I'm Scott Soshman. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where... All of us. Yep. We explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with a shrewd business move by Tom West. Okay. I got a problem with this. Uh, Gentlemen. You got a lot of adjectives coming, huh? The uh, New England Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, is putting in a request to trademark Tom Terrific. Now, let's understand something, first of all. Tom Pe- Terrific. People of a certain age. Comma. Yes. <laughs> Tom Terrific was way before this. It was a cartoon. And I used to watch it all the time. And then there was Tom Seaver. Yeah, From so, the New York so Mets. in your mind, Double who is Tom Terrific? Is it the cartoon or is it Tom Seaver? It's it's the cartoon. Oh my god! And then, but then, yes, Tom Seaver. Then you know they called the him Tom Terrific world, in yes. the sports world. It really was his nickname. Yeah. I, I don't. I know plenty of Patriots fans. I don't know too many who refer to Brady as Tom Terrific. It's like he it like it like he wants to be referred to as the Brady Bunch. Well, you can't do that because there was a show called the Brady Bunch. Already copyright now. It's not true. So, but right. Tom Terrific it was. But what a show. do we say to well, the notion that he has not he or his people, Tom Seaver, that is, and we know he's sort of re- receded from the spotlight because of dementia. Right, right. But he never did seek to trademark Tom Terrific, nor did any agents or anybody acting on his behalf. So it's open, fair game. No, but it, he didn't seek it because it was already copyrighted. It was already a show. So you're saying that he could not have trademarked it. He couldn't have even trademarked it. I'm not sure it that's if he true. wanted I'm to I'm not do sure it. the existing can, trademark yeah, you... for the show exists one or two has been in use. I'm not sure that's true. Either way, I, I think it's less that Tom Brady wants to be called Tom Terrific and more he just wants to sell sell stuff. Things well, yeah, that, that's, that that's say, the bottom line. That say it. Tom Terrific. Yeah, I guess it's worth saying that the trademark application was made on behalf of his company, TEB Capital. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that really shows the thinking. And well, there is whether or not Tom Seaver fights it or not, right? These things go through some process where yeah. judges will see if there is Has other, there other claims use? to it. Is this yes. going to infringe on X and Y? Um, so A lot of time it's we'll confusion, see. too. I don't think anybody is going to confuse either Tom Seaver or Tom Brady with the TV show you were talking about. It's always good to get a good trademark fight in sports. I mean, the, the yeah. three-peat always kind of stands out to me as the, as, as the most famous, right? That I'd was like one. to say, I think, by the way, years ago, Evan, and I'm not going to pat myself on the back here, but I'm <laughs> pat myself on the back. I think I was the first person to write that Pat Riley had copyrighted it. And mm-hmm. at the time, because Byron Scott came up with it. Right. Who was an assistant under Pat Riley? Is that right? Oh, he was a player. He was a player under Pat yeah, Riley. Yeah, under Pat Riley. And I guess Riley liked it and trademarked it. And Byron Scott was not happy. I tried to get him to comment, and he wouldn't years later when I wrote wrote about it. Um, but I was told by multiple people that Byron Scott was not too happy that Riley took it and ran with it. Wow. It's yeah. kind of like stealing the rights to Monopoly. Right, but he hasn't really charged anybody. Like right now, if the Warriors win the championship, three-peat. But no, Pat Riley is not seeking any compensation for it. It's like the phrase of... Uh... You can't say "Let's get ready," blah 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 blah. Right. To you know, you yeah. know, I'm the kid, the Michael Buffer line. Was that so. your segue to boxing? Yes. Was it really? It really was. Oh, okay. It really was. You're and on your that, game. That, that was. I'm on my game today. Eben is Eben is struggling. He had his reunions. I guess they call it at Princeton. It's kind of annoying. I think. That yeah. It's not the reu- reunions with the S. But uh, a he's long struggling. And very a bit. fun four days. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to ask this. Well, let me first of all let's bring up the uh, the next topic. Um, 
Who is this guy? Yeah, that was basically what he I, said I'm not, I don't care. I had not heard of him. Uh, you know, I'm not a ring, boxing guy. In case uh, you get you, anybody missed it, uh, there was a major boxing upset over the weekend. Andy Ruiz Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know not, who he was senior, either. Yeah. Uh, with a shocking victory over England's three-belt champion, Andy, Andy Joshua, at Madison Square Garden on Saturday. I wanted to prove everybody wrong, all the doubters thinking that I was going to lose in the third round, first round. I was looking at comments as well. But what do you know, man? I'm the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world. Now, all three belts lost by Joshua in this fight. This Is this like a James Buster Douglas moment? He might need the three belts to go around the midsection. <laughs> and I'm not taking pot shots, but if you no, see this guy... No, I'm not taking pot shots because kudos to him. He, clearly, he can, clearly he had some nimble feet and hands, but, I mean, you just look at him right away. It was, I saw the Butterbean comments right away. He doesn't look to be heavyweight championship shape. That's what I'll say. This is a very much a Buster Douglas situation. You know, the the thing that, I mean, stuck the out to me, it wasn't, I, I think Not he closed quite. around like 10 to 1. Buster was 40 to 1. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was this was so unlikely. Apparently when Michael Buffer did the intros and he named the judges that said, you know, if this fight goes the distance, the apparently all of MSG started laughing. Like the whole crowd yeah. started laughing. It, it just didn't go the distance. The notion that, that this fight <laughs> would even go the distance. Yeah. It didn't. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this is a, a huge payday for a guy who I think even avid boxing fans were not particularly all that familiar with. He wasn't even the guy that Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight. That person ended up had, had to back out, and, and Ruiz was the fill-in here. Um, and did you see how we got the fight, by the way? He reached out on he Instagram He reached out on Instagram yeah. to the promoter saying, hey, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. And by the way, I think Joshua has, I think, one more fight with the zone on the contract. Okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, so so I, this worked out, I mean, well for DAZN in some way in that, you know, everybody was sharing yeah. viral. This, yeah. Everyone thought this was going to be a first or second round knockout that Joshua would win and, and you'd never see video of it again. Um, this works out well for, for DAZN in that way. However... Uh, everybody in boxing, especially who followed the heavyweight division, has been waiting for Joshua to fight Deontay Wilder. Um, they're kind of both been ducking each other in some capacity, but had they met when they were both belt holders, it probably would have been the biggest fight, fight yeah. since Pacquiao Mayweather, maybe. Um, and now, certainly, that the, the whole division is kind of up in the air. Okay, but now the that- big winner, who's the big winner in all this besides Ruiz, obviously? I'm going to go back to the zone. No. <laughs> yes, I am. No, well, you, oh, no, I'm not saying you're not going to go back. I'm going to say you're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. You went back. You're just wrong. Um, the big are winner. Are going to say Snickers? Snickers. Snickers is the Snickers. big winner. Apparently, this guy, Ruiz, he eats a Snickers bar. His dad got him into it before every fight. So already, and as we said, he's 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 not a svelte champion. He may have belt, but he ain't got svelte. Uh, thank you. Um, but now a Snickers, the Twitter feed was already out there saying, hey, you know, congratulations. Uh, you wonder if there's an endorsement coming with this guy for Snickers. I mean, I haven't talked about Snickers in forever, but they're, they're out there. Can you imagine if, the commercial for this? If he's, exactly. if he's willing to be... You know, tongue and cheeky about his physique. Can you I could see this guy not, being a, yeah. a a marketing star. I could see him being a star, right? Star. Even if he loses his next fight, if he if he has a gregarious personality and plays along, I just get the sense. I mean, 
You know, they should make a little doll. You could put them on the couch. You know, pull the string on the chair. I've got it. I've got it. This is the this is the layout board for the Snickers commercial. Okay. All right. You start out. You get some old footage of Don Knotts. I don't know if I'm ready for this, Andy. Oh and then God, here he comes just, Andy he just Griffith. Took us to Don and Knotts. then he says, "Here, you need a Snickers." And he eats the Snickers. And then all of a sudden, there he is, and he's ready to go. And then you know, Andy Ruiz. See, I, did you did you understand why I used the that Andy reference? Yes, because Andy but, but Ruiz. Evan, did, you, did you have you ever seen? No, I thought about the Andy Griffith Don show. Knotts. Yeah, I, no, oh, I didn't think so. I want to see half our audience like he's got one silver bullet. But Barb, make sure you out. make sure you trademark that idea before before somebody oh, yeah, jump, it. jump on it for sure. Just to talk bar, mo- bar terrific. To talk money real quick, uh, Ruiz got seven million dollars. Yeah. Which was by far the most he's ever gotten in his career. His previous, I think, biggest purse was one million. Um, one of the things I really do not like about boxing these rematch clauses. It sounds like the first time he defends this belt is going to be against Joshua. Yeah. By virtue of these rematch, I I can't imagine any boxing fans aren't hoping would rather see Deontay Wilder right. or even Tyson Fury get a shot at those belts before Joshua coming back to them. But it seems as though. Wilder is going to fight Ortiz, and Joshua is going to have a shot to win these back against Ruiz at some point in the future. I have no segue, Barb, but could you imagine if you were a fan and you liked his uh, his trunks or his robe coming in that you could just point your phone and buy it? Well, let's say that he has an alligator on his trunks. There you go. You see? And finally, let's talk about a unique partnership between NBC and LaCosta that played out during the coverage of the French Open over the weekend. Well, it's not so much just LaCoste. It's... The fact that they're they're it's e-commerce that if you're watching Novak Djokovic and he's in his tenth straight French Open quarterfinal at this point, but what they're doing is putting a code on a QR code on the screen saying if you want to buy his outfit, point your phone at the code, beep, and you can buy his outfit. So you you've got the marriage of linear TV tech. And e-commerce, digital commerce. Now, think about the sports implications there. You want the jersey? Beep. You want the hat? Beep. You want that championship t-shirt? Beep. You don't even have to go to the website anymore. I can just see Michael Rubin and Fanatics going, yes, I love it. We touched on this a bit with Dan Reed uh, last week. I mean, I don't understand why this didn't happen sooner. Ten years. I yeah, mean, QR codes true. have been around yeah. for ten years. Yeah. You know, it, it was easy to put them on a, on on screen in an on screen advertisement. I back was like Evans dating. You know, back <laughs> when he was in college, here's his QR. He had a card with a QR code. Beep, his bio pops up. Uh, if only uh, the. Um, but you're right. I th- this is. We're going to see more and more of this. If you if you go to any of Nike, Nike's new flagship stores, every mannequin they have out has a QR code on it. You can scan the code and immediately go to check out the entire outfit that the mannequin is wearing. Um, I would imagine, yeah, this kind of integrated and this is, I think, is step one. Right there, there are much more interesting and probably more technologically uh, intriguing possibilities in terms of ways to make ads and e-commerce mixed together. Uh, but yeah, if you're watching the, the U.S. Open or the French Open uh, next last week, next week, um, yeah, you're, you're probably going to see this QR code, and you're seeing announcers talk about it. Right? It gets it gets yeah. queued up as, "Hey guys, if you want to buy this, you know, this is the." Did you see Tiger the at the Masters? Want to buy Tiger's final yeah. round shirt? Beep. Wait till which this sold goes. out, I believe, after out. he after right. he won the match. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. How many more would they have sold if it was that just easier to buy? Wait till this really goes over in the NFL. As the game is playing, all of a sudden you see the jersey of your favorite player, and then here comes the the code coming at the bottom. 
that now watch it explode. Sanders, comma Barry for you. <laughs> Darn, you don't. Did you hear that, Kelvin Johnson? He wants to come back, but the money's got to be right. Uh, no. I did, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm saying I, my Calvin Johnson news doesn't reach my ear. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't have updates and uh, Twitter alerts for Calvin Johnson. You mentioned fanatics there, Scott. Um, they are kind of the perfect candidate for yes. this kind of technology. Yes. So much of the you know their their sales of championship merchandise or division champion. You know all, all those hot markets. The emotional immediately after a game yep. ends, uh, their ability to get that on screen as soon as they can. Maybe even reacting to you just saw that touchdown thrown by Ben Roethlisberger. Here's your Ben Roethlisberger jersey. As soon as we can get that granular, I imagine. Now here, that uh, here's my. Here we go, Evan. What do you think about this? Remember Odell Beckham's? Was it Sunday night, Monday Double night catch? Monday catch. Yeah. How fast can somebody mock up that T-shirt oh, where man. OBJ is like one hand leaning out, and by like the third quarter. Remember that catch? Here we go. Boom, here's your T-shirt. Yeah, they have design teams, you know, for big games that yeah. are kind of set up working as the thing is going on. Certainly, you know, when champions, th- those logos are approved and done way ahead of time. Sometimes it takes, when, when Duke and Miami had a crazy, like, multilateral end of game yeah. uh, situation in college football a couple of years ago, I think it took Fanatics maybe two days to get the final design approved. I'm sure that process is getting quicker and quicker. Uh, but you're right, you know, as we have these viral moments in sports, if there is now suddenly an opportunity on screen for the huge reach the TV has to start selling those things, it's a slam dunk. You hear the voice? You hear the voice? A little scratchy. It's a four-day weekend. <laughs> it's a little scratchy. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, a subliminal message, Kyle Bush 1 at Pocono. Uh, I'm Michael Barr. Along nothing, uh, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi Williams. Yeah, you didn't even go in your backyard, Mister Nath. Our listeners count on you for all things auto racing in your backyard, and because you threw out your back, you didn't go to Pocono. I'm sorry, oh, my back was out. Anyway, we are here. <laughs> Every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Mark Tatum, Deputy Commissioner of the NBA. They've got uh, big things going on in the NBA calendar right now. Hmm. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.